I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Life Today. I'm your host, Randy Robinson. It's great to have you here. I think one of the most overlooked, perhaps not fully understood truths, is that God is with us, and the depth of that is life-changing. And you know there's a great time of year, we call it Advent, uh, to remind us of that and to really take time to reflect on that because it's it's something we really need to grasp. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. My guest is Ronnie Martin. He is the lead pastor of Substance Church up in Ashland, Ohio. He's also the co-host of two podcasts. One's called The Happy Rant, and the other one is The Art of Pastoring. He has written numerous books, including the latest, this one right here, The God Who Is With Us. Chat is open, so if you're watching us live, we invite you to be a part of the conversation. As always, if you're watching later, we appreciate your comments. And if you're listening just on a podcast, please do subscribe. Uh, We appreciate you being here. Ronnie, great to have you on Life Today Live. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, you know, as, as I said in the intro, this is a deep, deep truth of God's presence with us. Uh, and I love that you've, you've devoted a whole book to that. Walk us through some of the themes that uh, you really feel like were important enough to, to put down in print, to put in people's hands. Yeah, you know, it's, gosh, especially for this time of the year, it's such a unique time of the year with um, just the kind of the clutter and the chaos that surrounds us at, uh, at Christmas time. And although we're, we're surrounded by so many things and so many people and events and parties and activities, and yet there's a, you always hear about a very distinct uh, isolation and loneliness that people experience at this time of the year. I think based probably on, you know, expectations or maybe, you know, uh, the losses they've experienced just seem to come in a little heavier at this time of the year. And so um, I love Christmas. Um, I also recognize the challenges that come at this time of the year. And so writing an, an, an Advent devotional for me, I, I, I love Advent devotionals, but I wanted to do something that took us on, on sort of a journey through Scripture that focused on God's presence uh, with his people and I think that's just something that we we understand as believers, if we're believers intellectually, but to really, really kind of reset our gaze on on God and how he sent his son. And, you know, the reason behind that, the big idea behind that is so that he could he could bridge that gap so that he could be near to us. And so I thought that was a really important thing for us to re-grasp at this time of the year, especially as we're Heading into the new year, which is filled with all kinds of unfixed problems and particular stresses and worries. And so, yeah, that was really the reason behind focusing in, lasering in on God's presence at this time of the year. There's a word that we hear both inside the church and outside the church. People will hear this word, Emmanuel. Uh, And most of us realize that it is one of the names given to to Christ. Explain what that really, really means, because there's a lot of depth in that name. Well, it's so interesting that that was the name given to Christ, and then we're told what the name means. We're given a lot of names in Scripture, and we're not just explicitly told what the name means, and yet it's it's stated there in the Gospel. And um, 
So I, I think what's interesting, and I and I did, I I intentionally put the definite article on the on the book title. I didn't say just God who is with us, but the God who is with us, mm-hmm. um, because we we are we are constantly grasping at things to be near to us and to fulfill that kind of presence that can, you know, satisfy the longing of our hearts and draw us near to things that are, that are going to give us some level of uh, satisfaction. And so when we think of Christ in the incarnation and we think of him being the God who is with us, there's something really unique and really powerful and impactful and deep and heavy about God sending the creator of the universe to get close to us and having that be explicitly, you know, laid out in his, in his name. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And part of that power in his name is his ability to get, I I like to say it like this. He's, he's closer to us than the skin on our bones. And um, Christmas is that time that we, we remember that. And we need to re-engage with it, is what is what I would say. Yeah. Do you, do you know that uh, John David Helser song uh, that, that uses that line? Have you heard that? Um, I don't think I have. Oh, I, I can hear it in my head. It was on one of the older albums, and he redid it for a solo album a few years ago. Anyway, great song. Okay. So I, I saw mm-hmm. that on the book, and I instantly thought of John David Helser. I was like, because he mm-hmm. sings about it. That was a free sidebar. Um, so how do... How do we really experience this? Because I, it's it's one thing to know something, and we most people would agree, Christians would agree with that. Yeah, no, I know God's with us. But it just doesn't feel like it all the time. How do we get there? Uh, that is such a good question. You know, it's, it, I think, you know, we're in a, it's funny the way our society has gone with connectivity and with social media and we have people that are close to us, and yet, on one hand, feel close, but on the other hand, are as far away <laughs> as humanly po- as they can be. Right? Yeah, you know, right, I right. I have Facebook friends around the world, or I have people following me on Twitter that I don't know where they're at. I don't, you know, but I engage with them, and somehow that engagement, although it can be good or helpful, it's it's uh, it's it doesn't fill the longing to be known and to be closely connected. I, you know, it's funny. I think you know we're given these we're given these spiritual practices um, for a reason, and they're simple, but they're so hard. <laughs> and so, I think what's great about an Advent devotional, you know, for me, is it is it just sort of a, it it establishes a pattern that I can take into the new year, which is spending time in communion with the Lord on a daily basis in His Word through prayer. That's what we've been given. We've been we've been given those things to connect with church community. And I know there's challenges with with all of those things, but I think when they be when we when we make those things intentional in our lives, and maybe use Christmas as the opportunity to do that, um, we we get back to engaging in the very means of grace that God has given to us to sense His presence, to feel His closeness, and that's going to go up and down too. I mean, we have a lot of things in our lives that push against that. But those are, I think, just the basic things that we always got to be going back to because, um, you know, uh, we have too many other things that are just threatening to dominate. And, uh, and it's, it's a challenge for all of us, for sure. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you look at the scripture that uses marriage as uh, sort of an example to explain the relationship between church and Christ. And I, you know, I've been married 
over 31 years now. And I've, the, the simple things, which can be the hard things even in marriage, of spending time with your spouse, of opening up about how you feel, good, bad, and ugly with your spouse, um, not towards them, but just, you know, the things you're going through, and then listening. I think that works with God. Yeah, I mean, that's it right there. I, you know, and I think sometimes we're, we're even when you ask me that question, you know, um, and I've been asked that a lot since this book has come out, what, you know, how do we sense that closeness? And there's a part of me that I, I always hesitate because it's, it's, it's too simple <laughs> or it feels trite. It's like, really, Ronnie, at the end of the day, I mean, I know you're a pastor and really at the end of the day, all you're telling me to do is read my Bible and pray. And I, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. And, um, and, and, you know, gather around people that can encourage you in that and help you with that so that, you, you know, and, and don't treat it like a checklist so that if you miss three days, you are filled with condemnation because there's grace for that too. Right. And, uh, but man, it, it is just one of those things where it's like, well, that's what God gave us. He gave us his word and he gave us prayer to connect and commune with him. So that's what we do, and that's how we. And it's the repetition of that, and the the, the, the continuous nature of that that, that ties us in. Yeah. Know? Now, and I think you use the right word, repetition. We talk about quality time, and and that's great. But I think really, it, whether whether it's your spouse, your child, or God, I think quantity time becomes very important. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we we can't live in a, in a world that is a spiritual life that is split you know it's like okay yeah i went to church check that box and i kind of paid attention to the sermon for most of it although i was thinking about my fantasy football team or where i'm going to go for lunch both things <laughs> right. that i struggle with <laughs> um, right but it's it's every it's every day it's it's every day it's waking up with the awareness of his presence so the, the quantity is good i want to ask you about this because the, you do address this in your book um the God who is with us, which is available, by the way, right now, if someone wants to jump into this uh, before the holiday season or any time, really. But um, you talk about the way that that awareness of God's presence changes us. Uh, and I think that's certainly true. I know I act dif differently in a lot of cases when I'm with someone I love. You know what I mean? And, and that's not to say that I'm acting bad one way. And it's just the awareness of someone else with you, it, it changes you. And you go through many different ways in which awareness of God's presence changes us. Walk us through maybe some of those. Yeah, and I like the way you just said that. You know, um, we're, we're not, you know, we're meant to be in community. We're meant to be in community with people, with family, with with the Lord, it's a model, right? It models the Trinity for us in that way. And I think, I think, yeah, I, I think knowing that the Lord is unfailingly with us, mm -hmm. whether we feel it or not, um, I think it produces a certain kind of lasting hope in us. Mm -hmm. I think it gives us a, a kind of confidence, a godly confidence that's really helpful for how we navigate different situations in our lives. Um, it allows, uh, it, it allows um, it allows us to have a, an accurate picture of ourselves too. Like I don't I don't always have to perform. It's okay when I'm not at my best. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, the Lord is upholding me, as the psalmist writes. You know, He upholds me with my with His right hand. And I and I think it just it 
it gives us a life that is not being lived on our own strength. You know, it, it, we read in John, you know, when Jesus is like, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And, and it doesn't mean that literally, you know, it, it, I mean, it does, you know, he, he is holding the earth, he is holding the universe, right? But, you know, on a, you know, getting in a, in a, in a certain sense, um, if I'm running off of my own strength, I can get stuff done, I can get things accomplished. But I'm ultimately exhausting myself because my focus is a misdirected. And so ha- having this sense of God's nearness and presence, um, it just it reminds us of our fragility, which, again, is is good for our faithfulness, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's good for leaning more more on the Lord and, and being dependent on him. It's a happier place when we are being dependent on Jesus, you know. Well, uh, and I think it's not just a happier place, but it's, it's the only place, you know, if we don't understand our complete and utter dependence on Christ, I think we start to think we can do it ourselves. And that's when it gets yeah, real dicey, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, interesting that your point about being able to sort of come as you are, right? Um, when, when I dated, I washed my car before every date. Uh, I dressed up, I showered, obviously, uh, you know, I look my best, uh, now that I'm married, my wife gets in the car and I have to move some things so she can sit in the seat. <laughs> right. Um, and she sees me in the morning when I'm, my eyes are puffy and swollen and, and I'm dragging, you know, and I think a lot of us think we have to date God, mm. you know, come look our best and, and then hide when don't let him see us the rest of the time. But that. That goes against the idea of God, of the uh, you know God being with us at all times. Um, is there any particular time in your life where you have had had a maybe a difficulty or something that you were going through where God's presence became a real, uh, almost tangible thing, but also something that carried you through that time? Yeah, you know, gosh, uh, the last three years have have been rough. Hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, as, you know, as I'm a pastor, and you know, if you talk to pastors and you know, ask them how ministry has gone the last couple of years, going through COVID, and you know, some of these things that just you know hit us, and we weren't we weren't prepared for it. Um, I mean, there's there's just been some um, there's been some massive unanticipated events. You know, in my life, you know, I, I have six months before COVID, my church experienced a church split. Oh boy! And then we, we went into COVID six months later <laughs> and with COVID came all kinds of, you know, we're budget issues because of a church split and then further budget issues with COVID and just again, angry people. And, you know, any decision you made, you had critics on every side. Yep. And so, um, and, and that's, that's not unique, you know, at most most pastors felt that a version of that in some unique way, different depending on their context, but there was something going on. And I think, you know, I wrote the, I wrote the book in the middle of all that. <laughs> um, and, and just so personally, it, it just was, um, it, it's one, you know, especially when we're talking about a church split, it was, it was one of the most devastating things that I've ever been through uh, in my life. And I'm still, de- I'm still dealing with it now. I'm still, I'm, I see a counselor, you know, to, cause I need to talk about it. It was a deep, heavy, emotional thing. So when we get back to kind of wrapping it around to what you asked, um, if, 
if I, if I feel like I have to figure all of this out on my own, if I feel like God is just some Greek God deity up in the sky that just is just sort of looking down on me, uninvolved, disinterested, semi-judging me because I'm making all kinds of crazy decisions. Most of them are wrong. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm running on empty, yeah. you know, after a while. And so the, so really when you, when you, Getting back to getting into scripture, getting into prayer, being reminded that um, there's never a moment when he um, when he is absent, or when he is you know when he when he uh, you know when he doesn't return your email, or when he you know when he had, leaves an out of office reply. That's not God. Those are people, but that's not God. He he could not be closer, and so I have to just remind myself of that. I need to around people that remind me of that as well i need to pray for that i need to be grateful for that mm-hmm. um so it's a it's a process just saying god i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna pray right now and just say hey i know you're near to me even though i don't feel it doesn't feel like it so there's there's some there's some sense of uh you know like you said there's there's a there's a repetition there that we we uh, we're so we're, we forget we're so forgetful and we got we need those reminders in our lives you know but yeah are, yeah. are, are you trying to be grateful for the various trials that come your way? <laughs> well, I'm. This is what I'm trying. I, if, if you asked me if I would go through them again, I would say no. Please spare me. But I got to tell you, you know, it's the only. It's 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 the way God refines and grows us. So I am, I am not the person I was, and I'm glad I'm not the person I was mm-hmm. when, when we're talking about some of the ways that I was that He has shaped me and taken off some some edges. Um, I, it was, it's brutal, but he's changed me, you know, and, uh, so I'm glad to be changed. It wasn't fun going through it. I'm still going through it, you know, in that sense, but, but he's, uh, he's so gracious too. And I, and I wouldn't have known just how gracious he was had I not going through the thing that I did in so much need of his grace. And so the whole thing, the Christian life is so strange that so strange that way. You know, yeah, it's it's one thing to read Count It All Joy, my brothers, when you go through these various trials, sort of producing <laughs> endurance, and then you go through it and you're like, God, deliver me. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm, we're, we're doing some right. good, good work in you. You mentioned another. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you do know, apparently. <laughs> um, you mentioned the, a counselor. Uh, yeah. Again, another name ascribed to God, you know, the mm. great counselor. And some of us, that's the only counselor we'll see. <laughs> but. I think I, I notice a pattern in Scripture where God will definitely use imperfect people to achieve His perfect will, and yeah. oftentimes you go, "What God? Why wouldn't why, why wouldn't you just do that? You, why wouldn't you just deliver you know the <clears throat> Israelites from Egypt?" And He's like, "No, I wanted to grab this guy out in the desert and use him, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's case after case. I've mean, used a, a prostitute in one city to hide his people and call her yeah. great Rahab, you know? So there's, there's just example after example of this. How often do you think God shows up a perfect God shows up through imperfect people sometimes who just say, okay, God, I'm, I'm willing to, to do your will. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think those two examples you brought up are really great. You know, I think uh, I think as we go through, as we experience the trials and the losses and those types of things, 
you know, I can look at, I can look back and I could give you a list of the, of the people that God has brought into my life that have said, Hey, it's like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to make it through this. I'm with you. And that, that is how God shows his presence to us is bringing people into our lives that are for us. Um, they're not, they're, they, they believe us. Um, they support us. They pray for us. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I remember having just somebody, you know, somebody across the country say to me, you know, when we were experiencing this, this church split, I, I remember him saying, I will get on a plane tonight. He goes, what do you need me to do? Hmm. And I, and it was just, you know, it brings tears to your eyes because you're like, I have somebody that's going to get on a plane right now. That's going to drop everything he has to come just to comfort us, comfort my elders, comfort our team and ta- help, help work through some of these, these things. And it's like right there in that moment, I, I did, I ultimately said, you know what, you don't need to fly out, but it was so helpful even to know that I had somebody who would draw near to me. Mm-hmm. And it was a reminder that that's the way God's family works even when you've been wounded and damaged by other people in God's family or other people who claim they're in part of God's family. Um, he still uses people in his family um, to get close to you and to say, Hey, just so you know, uh, you're not alone. So, yeah. Well, and the sacrifice, the, the willingness to sacrifice my time, maybe even my That's money it. to help someone else. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder about the, the person that, was willing to make that sacrifice if he sensed God's presence with him to even give him the strength and the willingness to, to want to do that. Cause that's not normal. We don't want to sacrifice our time and our finances for a mess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. There's no, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to move on, but I want to hear what you say about that. Well, I, you know, it's funny because this guy experienced something really tragic um, a year or so later. And I got to, I got to be the, the other guy oh, for wow. him. So I got to say, Hey, what do you need from me? Hmm. Um, I'm here. And, uh, so it's funny how that, how that works. It's just, there's that willingness. Um, there's that, um, there's that, uh, you know, God gives us that. He gives us that, that particular, that it's a, I like to say it's a very peculiar community, you know, that you get to experience with, with God's people. Um, and it's not just saying, Hey, I, you know, I'm going to get on a plane, but it's like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to, I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to cry with you. I'm going to understand. I'm going to be mad with you. I'm going to be outraged with you. All these things, you know, and it's, yeah, it, it runs the whole gamut. Right. And, uh, so it, we get to do that for others as well. And that's part of the process, which is, which is really, which is sanctifying, really sanctifying. Yeah. yeah. Last thing I want to ask you about is, is you've got a chapter, uh, in the book the God who is with us on courage and the courage that God's presence brings. Mm. And I really think that that is critical in today's age where we're kind of, you know, the current in our, in our country and much of the West really has shifted. It used to be easy to be a Christian. It used to be popular to be a Christian. Uh, even if that was only word deep, um, it, we're getting a lot of resistance these days. And, and mm. I, it just going forward, it looks like to really stand up for biblical principles to to stand for God is going to require almost a you know Shadrach Meshach Abednego kind of kind of courage to say I'm not bowing down 
through all these things. I'm, I'm not here to cause problems. I'm just letting you know where I stand, and I'm standing on it. You can't do that without God's presence. Yeah, because we're, you know, there's a lot of fear that we're, we run on fear, and uh, we definitely run on, you know, uh, you know, one of my tendencies would be I, I really enjoy being liked by people too. <laughs> right. So, you know, so if, if I wasn't fearful enough, I, I want to be loved by everybody in the world as well. And so I think, uh, yeah, I think courage, I think courage is an interesting thing that we probably don't pray very often for that we see, you know, we see, uh, you know, pe- we see the characters of the Bible pray for often, Lord, yeah, Lord, give me, you know, I need to be courageous here. I'm, I'm facing things that I don't, I don't have any ability for in and of myself. And you see in the Psalms, David over and over again, he just needs courage, you know, because he's facing stuff that he, he doesn't know how it's all going to work out. And so, yeah, I think, um, I think being able to say like, Lord, I'm here. I want to, I want to, I want to stand for truth. I also want to do it in a gracious way because I always want to be inviting people in. Um, but I know every, I know following you is not always the most popular thing in the world. How do I do it in a way that is, you know, full of truth, but also full of grace. And I'm going to screw that up, but I'm going to try, <laughs> right. but I need courage. I need courage to even, I need courage to do both of those things and have those things balance, balance each other out in, in the best way possible. So I think that's I think that's what we we pray for and we hope for we we lean in towards yeah yeah and you know Christ came full of grace not half a grace and half a truth full of grace full that's of right. truth so the one who says he is with us is the one who can help us navigate mm-hmm. that so critical right mm-hmm. I appreciate your insight uh, willingness to open up even about mm-hmm. some of the difficulties is there anything yeah. that you want to leave people with as uh, we we close out this discussion. Gosh, I don't know. I, I appreciate I appreciate being able to open up. Uh, it's uh, it's it's been it's been good to do that for me today. So mm-hmm. the Lord knew that you were going to ask me something, and I probably needed to open up about that today. So uh, that was that was the Lord giving me some courage. So I think that's a great place to end. Just uh, you know, we need courage at this time of the year because the new year can feel daunting. Yeah. And uh, so that's the book really addresses that too. Is we are going through the Christmas season, and we have the dread of the new year coming for a lot of us. And so we just need to bring that before the Lord. He'll strengthen us, and uh, he'll equip us for it. Yep, and he promises, and you can rest on those promises. Ronnie, great conversation. Uh, Be sure to, if you want to check out uh, anything that Ronnie's doing, I'll show you a couple of websites. Uh, you got RonnieMartin.org, which I put on the screen earlier right there, RonnieMartin.org. And if you want to check out the church, you can visit them at substance-church.org. Uh, let's see, is that .org? Yes, .org, substance-church.org. And if you're up in the Ashland, Ohio area, go by and say hi. Appreciate you guys being with us. I uh, hope you have a great Christmas, and hope this season is one that is encouraging to you. And if you need more encouragement, you can come back here and join us on Life Today Live. We'll be here all through the holidays, and I appreciate you guys being a part. If you haven't subscribed, followed, liked, shared, do that. And we'll see you again next time right here on Life Today Live.